Hello, everyone. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life. Because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. It's true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, the premier free writing magazine on the internet, featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. My conversation with the wonderful Andrew Lipstein is up there now, debut novelist, yeah. Had a lot of struggles, just like a writer does, but he got through it, tells his story, shared it with me. Interesting guy, great first book. Check it out, authormagazine.org, and we are funded by the good people at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. They've been supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. You can learn more about them at pnwa.org. All right, had a great conversation with today's guests, Amelia Neymark. Uh, she is, well, she's the author of uh, two novels, Hide in Place and Behind the Lie, books one and two in the Sylvan series, starring P.I. Laney Bird. Her short stories have appeared in A Stranger Comes to Town, Secrets in the Water, After Midnight Tales from the Graveyard Shift, River River Journal, Snowbound, uh, best New England Crime Stories 2017 and One Plus 30, The Best of Mystery. When not writing, Amelia works as a visual artist and reads massive quantities of psychological thrillers, suspense, and crime fiction. Talked about, uh, you know, she came, uh, she immigrated from Russia with her family. We talked about that for a bit, the differences there, and her interesting upbringing and her interesting journey to writing. Yeah. Well, it was very interesting, actually. Uh, way that happened. And well, it's all in this conversation, and I'm so glad I get to share it with you. Enjoy. Amelia, welcome. Welcome to the show. Hello, and thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Oh, I sense a slight accent. Are you, have you been traveled afar? Have, did you come from afar? You've got some connection to England, don't you? Yeah. Uh, a little bit, a little bit east. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> east, Australia. What? Yeah, yeah, no, um, Russia, Russia. So Russia. I, I, yeah, yeah. So I was born in Russia, and I came here. Well, my parents brought me here, and uh, oh. to New York. And by here, I'm in New York because where else is there in the world? Of course, <laughs> this, is, this is it. <laughs> but not New York City. You live uh, a little outside of the city, do you not? So now, yeah, now I moved up state so i live a little bit upstate in new york which is beautiful and inspirational but for yeah for a long time i did live actually in new york City. oh okay yeah. all right so all right so we're talking about behind the lie book two of the what's the it's the what series sylvan. Sylvan. sylvan sylvan city which is the name of the town where this 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 our protagonist is uh is does her practices her wares um this is novel, published novel number two. Um, how long has novel writing been an ambition of yours? Is this a lot of time it starts when you're just a wee lass? Um, so it, it didn't. <laughs> it ah. didn't start when I was a wee lass. Interesting. Um, I wanted to be a, a, a fine artist. And I, I, you know, it was one of those things, you know, you ask some people are like, I don't know what I want to do. I knew I wanted to be an artist when I was eight years old. At eight, I was like, I want I want art lessons. I want an art wow. teacher. Wow. Were you in America at that time? Yeah. Okay. So when did yeah. you, I'm just, did your parents like adopt you? Were you born there? Were, were you adopted? Were you, or just? No. Oh, yeah. Actually, interesting question. 
I guess. Um, no, I was born there. Okay, <laughs> I so am, I am genuinely, <laughs> genuinely okay. their child. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Sometimes no. you know, there's all different ways it happens. No, it's no. It, it is. It is a valid question because so many people, so many people have been adopted out of Russia to the yeah. point where Russia said no more adoptions. <laughs> oh, did, did they? Yeah. I didn't they know actually, that. Because, you know, because you have like all the blonde, blue eyed kids that, you yeah. know. That's right. I see. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So eventually, I think maybe like 10 years ago, Russia said, we're not going to allow any more okay. to adopt our children. So you so you so you were born in Russia, but you but you moved here when you were pretty young then. Yeah, I moved here when I was still still a kid. And OK, so you said to your parents, mom, dad, this is it. I'm going to be a fine artist, a painter, sculptor, a painter. A painter. Yeah, okay. a painter. And what did they so, say? Oh, that's um, adorable. <laughs> I mean, my parents were really good. They actually, they hired the te- like a wow. private teacher, you know. Oh. I mean, it was like a few other kids who had the same ambitions. And we, we went to this private teacher like every week and had our private wow. lessons. Wow. Oh, so, but and, now see my, my wife's grandparents all uh immigrated from russia they were russian jews and but this was early 1900s and they were poor 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 and flaying the pogroms and all that uh i get the feeling maybe that was not so much the case with you were your parents professionals or were they just what what made them want to get out of russia being jewish ah <laughs> oh, okay so, it's, it, it was it's still an, a problem huh still, it's still a problem and um i I can't speak to right now, but the Soviet Union was was literally institutionalized anti-Semitism. Right. If you like, my father wanted to be a doctor, and uh, when he went to med school, they said, "Don't even bother. We have our two Jews." Really? Go go to another school. Oh, so that's he became, nice. Okay. Yeah. So All he right. still he still went for engineering, but he wanted to be a doctor. But they wow. said, "No, no. Okay. we have enough Jews." So, <laughs> All right. Um, so that was so the. So the interesting thing is, everybody in this in in the Soviet Union, um, what would be considered kind of middle class in a sense, like how most people live, yep. is actually extremely poor by comparison to how right. people right. live in America. Even right. even you know relatively poor people in America. So when we came here, we really didn't have anything, but it was like, wow. oh my god, you know. This but is your amazing. mindset was not that you were poor people your, no. your mindset was because you were professional i mean my he was a, your father i don't know what your if your mom had any working ambitions but he saw himself as an intellectual probably as a oh yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and so my so the other thing that the soviet union did i have to keep coming back to that because okay, i'm little- interested okay <laughs> um so one of the things that happened with communism is they said everybody's equal I mean, really, right. everybody wasn't equal, but one no. of the things that came out of it was that women all of a sudden could go and become perfect, like go into. Oh, the they actually extended it to women. Yes. Yeah, so so like my grandmother, who was born in like 1902, was yep, yep. was a scientist. She was a chemist. Wow. Wow. 
All right. So, you know, let's give it to the Russians then. They at least (laughs) came through with that. Yeah, that's why. So like women really were not just encouraged, but genuinely expected to go and get degrees. And they needed them to, too, didn't they? I mean, there was like they were killing. Everybody was dying from war and poverty. So. All right. So you come over here. The the reason I ask, the reason I ask is immigrant families often are like so focused on survival and like, let's fit in let's let's and and painting like no you're gonna go be a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer or this painting thing is but they they said no they were they said so, it's okay so once again i have to go back to to the to communism and the concept in communism is that money is not an important ah. money talking about money thinking about money is vulgar it, really and, yes oh so so it's a lot more about um, just doing, doing what right, what you do is your oh. vocation. And your parents absorbed that. It sounded like that they. It, still I mean, sort that of was that their way. that was their mindset. That wow. was their mindset. So I didn't know that. So like, I was enough of a child where I came here and I was like, stuff things. I want <laughs> yeah. stuff and you I want became things, American. You know? Like I'm a teenager. I want contact lenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. And my parents were like, no, that's you're being you're being vulgar. You're you know, you're thinking about things. So you're not thinking about you know the soul. You're not you yeah. have to read, you have to be, you know, an artist, you have to be a thinker. You have to so and that that is actually you know kind of important in that yeah so plus my aunt has been was an artist her whole life and she was Ah. both a fine artist and a commercial artist Is this your mom's sister or your dad my mom my mom's sister and then and then so going back to similarly to how your grandparents came came out of the programs i also have one of those ah yeah but he it was an artist and a man and he went to paris wow and he became a like a well-known enough artist that yeah. you could see him on Wikipedia. Whoa, that's pretty cool. So it's really in your blood. It is of. in the blood. And then, and then the other connection is that he had some, so he became kind of like well-known. There was like a tiny yeah. little whatever, Yeah. Well. whatever it is. Yeah. But he had paintings that he like rolled up and like stowed away in this apartment where yeah. my, my parents, my, my mom and her sister grew up. And so at some point in the seventies, they like found these paintings. Like they wow. just, nobody knew they were, and when they found them, they had them restored and they were able to sell them and selling them was what gave us the money to be able to leave. That's a great company. story. Oh my yes. God. Yeah, oh my story. God. What a great story. Yeah. You have to write that in some way. Well, you don't, you can do whatever you want, but it feels like it, that deserves a personal essay somewhere. If you ever do yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. Okay. Well, this is, I'm just ready to cry. That's so good. So, he, but okay. So you're going to be a painter. They say, yeah, they, so they have a very strong relationship to it. Do you actually go get your MFA or something in, in studio art or do you, is that what you go on to pursue? So, so I went to an, I went to an art high school. The only thing my mom said, eventually, eventually she's <laughs> like, can you go into like design? <laughs> just a- maybe not fine art, but like maybe design. So I, I went to like a fashion industry, like a, the high school of fashion industries, which is yeah. kind of a it, feeder in New school. York. Yeah. And it's a feeder school to FIT, which is the fashion institute. Okay. Of technology. Yep. And then um, from there, I went to the school of visual arts and I got my B, 
BFA there. At your BFA, yeah. yeah. And so, all right, so now you're a working artist. You're starting to do the thing. Okay, so we are, all, I, I could just talk about the art the whole time, but at some point, at some, but you're a reader, I'll bet. You probably are. Oh reader. my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all right. And yeah. you probably like, you like watch movies. You like stories. Yeah. Oh yeah, films, film, it, not movies, films. <laughs> of course, <laughs> but movies are vulgar. Exactly. <laughs> you have to be. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah so all of that and yeah. uh, and travel and i mean it's just yeah. like i mean my god you know it's like i was let loose in the world yeah and I loved it. yeah i loved everything everything wow um but but they, there came a moment when i just realized that so i went into commercial art and then okay. digital art and then computer to like code and i started coding so then that became my life and i and i realized that that was just not enough of an creative outlet anymore right right and um and I always wrote here and there but I didn't take it seriously and then at a, at a certain point what I do you mean by here and there you mean like you like write in your journal or put down a poem here and there or maybe yeah. start a story or okay so yeah. just like just you were dabbling I was dabbling but you were reading a lot because you oh knew my you, God. Yeah. yeah okay no I'm a, you know that's uh, I can't go like 10 minutes without reading. Uh, oh, so. wow. Oh, God bless you. Okay. So, so you were just devouring it. And by the way, I believe in the process, teaching yourself a lot about writing, although unconsciously, right? Unconsciously. Because, yeah. because when I decided, and there was like a point, like I literally, I went to, I, I made a conscious decision. I said, I have to, I'm going to pursue this and I'm going to write. Do you remember that moment? Do you remember the yes. moment? Yeah. yeah. What was happening? What were you to keep? Like, what put me there with you? What was going on? So it was kind of weird. We we traveled uh, with our son to Washington D.C. and we were. I was in an art gallery. I, I think I went on my own. Like I left my husband and my, and the kid in the hotel, and I went to an art gallery, and I started walking around, and I just started to cry. Yeah, because there as well. There was there was the art. Right. There was, there was that pure creative expression and it pure, just pure creative. And yeah. I, I, I started crying and I said, and I cried and I cried and I cried like that day. And I was still kind of crying the next day. And I was like, I need, I need this. Need you know, something. I need, if, if it's not something. painting, it has to be something. And it became writing, but I had to take classes and I took online classes. Where'd you take the classes through like so, the yeah, the Gotham, Gotham, Gotham yeah, writing. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, they're so good. Was they it? So good. Yeah. Oh, very hey, good. all right. Shout out to Gotham. I know some people yeah. have taught there. Yeah. 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 Great. I'm still friends with people I met there, and I'm. And this still is. Friends. Were this was this online, or would you go to an actual physical classroom? When I first took classes, I went to a physical classroom, but but then it became just much easier to do it online because yeah, I yeah. had a full-time job I had a kid I had yeah husband relationship working all the time, so. <laughs> so um yeah so I I was doing it online and um my it's like my heart was in the right place but I had no idea what I was doing no yeah. idea like I didn't yeah. I didn't know how to tag dialogue <laughs> you know oh really it's so oh, funny because it you've been reading books and it's like all there you just didn't think to imitate it it's amazing the things you don't know to do when you even though you've been seeing it and seeing it and seeing well because it's the details it's like yeah. you know how to struck like I always knew how to get to the heart of a story how to tell right. a story right but how do you how do you like technically structure uh, so you had to so yeah. that was so that was the stuff you had to learn 
Yeah, I had to learn that because the other stuff I think really does kind of come. I'll tell you what, I teach writing and it's harder to teach what you knew than it is what you needed to learn. What you need to learn, not not to, but it's easier to learn. It's kind of like once you learn, you learn it. Once you learn about adverbs and how not to use them so much, like you learned it. And about tagging dialogue, but how to get to the heart. I was working with a client and it was like, it's not about what happens. It's about what it feels like when it happens. Nobody cares about what happens. What is life feeling like, whether you're writing memoir or fiction? And sometimes it's hard to get for people. That is such a good way of putting it because what I always, like when I do beta reads or whatever it is that I do for people, I I often say more interiority, more interiority. Interiority? What? Interiority? yeah, I know. I use I use a big. I word like that word. Interiority. To say what, what you said much better. What? No, no, no. I like. I want to get in there. What's going on? What's going on inside these people? Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. all we care about. Yes, because you want to be in there. Yeah. It, human currency. I've decided. It's funny. We come back to the thing about money. The only thing we Americans, of course, a bit obsessed with money. Uh, but the thing is, the only thing our real currency is feeling. I maintain that the only thing we want, we always want to feel good. We never want to feel bad. Ever. We do, right? We do feel bad, but we don't want to. Like how you feel is the is the experience you're having. And do you feel love, courage, curiosity, desire? These are all like how you feel is your experience. And that's what we that's what we track we we trade in is is how humans feel. What do you think? That is that is um that is a really, really good way of of putting it. Um because you know the other that my in my other life. Yeah. One of the things I do is I help. You know, I help drive traffic. To, yeah. Oh, good. You know, well, we need you. We need you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but exactly. But but what where I what I tell my clients is you have to position yourself as not coming by my stuff, but this is what my stuff will do for you. Yes. What's <laughs> in it? For, why don't just buy your stuff? What will I? What problem will it solve? What will excite me? Absolutely. That's what marketing yeah. is. I always say to my, when I teach, I teach a class called fearless marketing. Yeah. And I always say, what is the, to this, and, this, and the, and writers hate, hate marketing. They always terrified. Probably not you so much, but. No, I am. <laughs> all right. So you see, even you see people, even, even this woman who herself helps people market, but it's like, what is the conversation you're offering people? What is the experience? I think of it as a conversation because if they're going to read your book, it's about the psychological thrillers. You know what I was thinking about with you, Amelia? I was watching this. Are you familiar with Harlan Coben? Oh God, of course. Okay. Well, I figured you would because I, and I don't know if you know, but right now on Netflix, he suddenly has barrage Netflix with a whole bunch of like English, Angl- they've taken a bunch of sediment in England. And yeah. Harlan Coben is like trouble in paradise. All the suburbs, things are going wrong in the suburbs. And I kind of thought of him when I was reading your book. It's a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, yeah. My, my are you okay with was, that? That comparison? I love it. My publisher was like comparing me. To <laughs> they should. They should. Yeah. You do it just as well as he does, as far as I'm concerned, in my opinion. In my opinion. So are you okay with that comparison? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course. Well, you know, sometimes people do stuff. Sometimes people do stuff like yours, but you read it and you go, I want to do it, but I want to do it. I, I don't like the way he does. I, I want to do it this way instead. Like I got a different idea. You might be inspired. Sometimes writers are inspired by not liking people's stuff and wanting to do it differently. You know? Um. Yeah. <laughs> this is all different, but you no, like but his stuff. He, but you're, I love. Really... I love his work. I just yeah. love it. And I yeah. want. And not only does he have. There's also a po- one set in in Poland. There is. 
There is one. There's another one. Yeah. And what happened? He cooked up with somebody. Jesus, God, he's just all over the place all of a sudden. Yeah. And the Polish one was interesting because I was watching him because I can I can kind of understand it without the subtitles. Oh, oh, you can? Because Polish and Russia is close enough. They're close enough. And it's it's interesting because then I get all absorbed into like how much of it can I understand? Right, (laughs) right. Can you still speak fluent Russian? Yeah, because yeah, you were because just you just I had a friend who he's Korean, but he's born in America. But his father was some kind of physicist. He spent a year in Paris when he was seven. He's fluent in French because the mind at that age. I mean, he already had a mind for just bang. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. So that so you were even though you were probably four or five or whatever, when they moved away, it didn't matter. Yeah, I was eight. Oh, you were eight when you moved. Oh, yeah. oh so you had fully become fully fluent. Had you learned English over there? My parents took me to like an English tutor for like a year. And I think at the end of it, I came to this country and I knew the word table and candlestick. <laughs> hey, hey, you're pretty. I wouldn't have guessed you were not. You were English as a second language here when reading your book. So you've done pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, so. Know. All right. So uh, was the, so when you sold the first book. What, OK, I can't remember the name of the first book. I'm sorry. Hiding Place was the first one. Hiding Place. OK, so the first it was your first published novel. How do you feel when you sold that thing? Were you were you freaked out? Were you excited? Probably sold recently, right? Well, this is the crazy part. It sold like three weeks after the shutdown began. So oh, <laughs> it sold then. OK, it well, sold, it sold. It sold like, wow, I, I, I was like, I can't. Okay. And I got, you know, they made, they mailed me a, a contract in the sure. mail, Yeah, but the, the, but then the post office was closed. Oh, right. The post office all screwed up at that time. That's so, right. so I waited until like the first day that the post office was open and I like put on a mask. Right. And my gloves. That's right. And I like went with my <laughs> manuscript, sign, my signed contract wow. to the post office and everybody's like wrapped in plastic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, wow. Right. This is when there's nobody's it's hard to remember. No one's vaccinated. No, we just no. it's like it's like an apocalypse. And it was bad. And it was, you know, people were getting very sick. So. Yeah, no, I remember. And this was in New well, you were in upstate, but I mean New York City got just hammered initially. It was I remember I actually I sold a book in in about when the shutdown happened. And I was talking to my age my editor in New York. I said, What's it like there? She said, It's just like the end of the world. There's nothing on the street. The streets are empty. It's bizarre. It's Except for the sound of sirens racing people to the hospital. It was, just, it was very bad. I had friends who lived there who, thank God, ended up leaving. Yeah. But it was. Uh, wow. So uh, so how many how many books did you try to sell before you sold the first one? Or was that the first one you tried to sell? Um, it was the third I tried to sell. Okay. So it's right. the third one. And I got the agent with it. But prior to that, I queried with two other two other okay. novels. And 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 in retrospect, were they just not ready? No, what do you think? They suck. They suck. The first one, the <laughs> first one was not good. Um, I mean, it was good enough where a couple of people recommended me to agents because oh, it okay. had heart. Like I said, it had this. It right, had right. But the structure was not a very good structure. Yeah. Um, like looking back on it, I really didn't really know how to how to assemble a book. Yeah. Um, and the second one, I think, was a better book, but it was like I still, I still didn't realize that you had to stick with a particular genre. It was like kind of you had to, you had to, yeah. It does. It 
You know, I, I would say this. You don't have to, but it's way easier if you do. You know, you can try to thread between, but usually it's best if you say, I'm romantic suspense, I'm a thriller, I'm a... It's, do you consider this romantic suspense or psychological thriller? I think it's more like psychological thriller to me. It's probably, yeah, it's psychological thriller. I think my my problem is that I actually keep thinking of myself as a women's fiction writer uh, slash slash suspense writer. Right. Um, and I I need to pick. pick no, 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 pick, no, 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 listen, no, 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 don't do that. Here's what you do. No, you secretly be a women's fiction writer, but make it appear to be thriller. You know, and it, I think that's what I did. Yeah, in your heart, it's a women's fiction. So it can have, because, you know, let it have some characters who like think and feel stuff. Like, that's okay. Like, I'd say it has a nice sense of humor to it in place, even though it's pretty rough. I thought there was some nice stuff to it. And the characters have a lot of heart. So I say, you know, I will say the one, my one problem I have with suspense is sometimes, especially when the guys write it, no offense, gentlemen, I love you. It can get a little little wooden sometimes it just it's not the relationships don't seem to mean quite as much they just want to get to the action sometimes not not all but sometimes and i sometimes when women will bring a little more interest just in the relationship aspect of it so so what i think all people relating to each other i mean and 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 i love this conversation because um i i do a lot of thinking and studying on on this subject yeah and and for some reason the the suspense and thriller writers who write in England are given a lot more elbow room. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. To be a little bit, to go like a little bit out of the, the, you know. Yeah. Um, But it's it's interesting. It's interesting how that goes and why, you know. And I think it's it's selling, you know. I think you got to write, I I firmly believe you got to just write it your way and you know, within the genre, but people don't want a cookie cutter and everybody, and sometimes people don't realize what they like until they see it. I'm telling you, like, they might think, no, I just want action, action, action. They go, oh, it's okay to have a little, you know, take a breath and get to know these people a little bit. And then we go on. So I think you got to do, you got to play to your strengths, you know, and let yourself, because, you know, it's interesting that, you know, Jeffrey Deaver. Yes. So (laughs) uh, when we interviewed him, he was talking about it and he was writing cozy mysteries. You know, that's what he did. And then he was like, I think I could do better. He's like, what do I love? I love heart pounding stories. I love Day of the Jackal, Eye of the Needle. And so he started writing books in 24 hours. He claimed he writes for his readers. I write for my audience. But I thought your audience wasn't there when you decided to change. That was his decision. He wrote for himself. He wrote, Mm -hmm. I want my heart to get racing. And so, yeah, but and so he had a lot of success. So I say, Amelia, you just do it your way, kiddo. You just find out. You just do it the best you can in your own way. So. There's my yeah. cup talk to you. Thank you. <laughs> Not that you need it, but you know. No, I need, of course I need it. <laughs> we all, maybe we all do. So this will drop. I'm interviewing before, but this is going to drop on the day it's publishing on uh, awesome. February. So what will it be? The 8th. The 8th. The, the, the yeah. Okay. So um, what will you do? I mean, you know, do you, are you going to do anything promotion-wise besides stuff like this? Are you going to try and like go anywhere or is that? Not in the cards. And I think it's as much in the cards as it would have been yeah, <laughs> a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah. Um, but but I am actually doing um, like a radio, a live radio okay, thing good, that, good, that good. day, which, will nice. be, which is very great. And I think afterwards I'm having a nice big fat drink. 
Yes, do it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I will say this, though. The people I know who write adult fiction and suspense, the bookstore event is not as big a deal, I think, as if you're writing for like young adults or teens that they tend to be better attended. I've seen some fantastic adult authors with, with like big time bestsellers who just nobody shows up. I don't know what it is about bookstore events, even before the pandemic. It can be very dodgy, you know, yeah. and so I- the... I appreciate the books, the actually online bookstore events. Oh, I, I you liking yeah. those? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I reach, I reach a, an audience I would never have reached. Like That's if true. I only did, you know, the local bookstore, it would be my friends and family. I, That's right. I did, I did a poison pen. Oh, you did? Oh, nice. Which was amazing. And yeah. I mean, I think like thousands of, you, you know, people. Really? Were, I mean, it's like. It, they have oh, such reach. Wow. I didn't know that. Wow. I'm going to recommend that to people. I didn't realize that they were able to get, because it's tough, to, you know, even, but people are sitting home with nothing to do. Amelia. Well, Poison Pen is like pretty. Well, I know. They're the, so, they're, they're like, you get, you get what I was like, yes. Are you going to do it for this one? Do you think? I would like to. Yeah. All right. Get your publicist yeah. on it. You know, get them yeah. on it. All right. Well, listen, you're a delight. I could talk to you all day, but. Our time is just about up. So again, the book is Behind the Lie. Book two. Is there going to be a book three, do you think? Uh, you like this? Do you, do I, you would, like? I, would love, I would love for there to be a book. All right, then there will be. Yeah. Um, okay, so buy it if you like If you like a good story, if you like excitement, you like good, strong female leads, as we say. You're going to love this book. Check it out. Uh, but Amelia, I got... Oh, so but if you want to learn about you, it's what? Is it just ameliannamark.com? It's ameliannamar.com uh, forward slash author. Or you could okay. just Google my name and yeah. every, everything, just, everything will just come. There's only one of me, so. There's only one. So it's, it's the, I didn't know it was Amelia, but it's E-M-I-L-L-Y-A, which I guess how they spell it in Russia. Yeah? No, you don't. No? We, it, was a, it was a typo. Like ah! I, I had to transliterate my name when oh, we came here. And I, and I was like, I think that's how you spell it. So oh, that's, that's so funny. Okay, so Amelia, E-M-I-L-Y-A. Yeah. Okay, got one more question for you, Amelia. What I want you to do is finish this sentence. If writing, all the writing you've done in your life has taught you anything, it's taught you what? Yeah. <laughs> the tag is sentence. <laughs> How to what? How to end a tag? How to tag? How to tag a sentence? That's it. Oh come on! No, it's oh my god! It taught me that the writing community is like the best. Oh, that's what it's aren't they? It's It's true. We're nice people. We're scared. We're introverts. (laughs) We complain, but we are good-hearted group of people. I I am so. That this was the biggest gift that I didn't expect. Let me put it this yeah, way: the, the yeah. people I met who have now become like real, real friends. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, There's, it's, you, it's, it's part of the reason I do this show is because when you've written and I write about writing and writers, and, is there something you can talk about with other people who have you know faced that blank page that it's hard sometimes to talk to other people about? It's it's oh yeah, it's hard to describe what you go through and what you're experiencing especially if you're writing fiction and people are talking to you in your head and that's what's happening <laughs> and you have, I know I know you, you know, yeah, no, the, it, it is and but it's more than that I think people who write in general are just interesting people 
I, I totally agree. I've talked to hundreds and hundreds of them and they yeah. always interest me. Yeah. And so do you, Amelia. Thank you so much. This was a great Thank conversation. You. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah, see, isn't that nice? She's right. The writing community is just lovely. They sure are. That's why I do this show, like I said, man. You know, we share a lot. It's a great place to gather and talk about making something on purpose. I want to thank my producer, RJ Jeffries. Thank you, as always. And I want to thank all of you out there for listening. Stay awesome. Go find something you love to do and do it. <laughs>